The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? That just happened. Joining us now is my prospect brother, my dynasty ranker in arms. He's the one, the only, Eric Cross. You hear him over at Fantrax, Toolshed, all the stuff, lots of stuff. Writing incredible articles, baseball writer of the year. Jesus, Eric, what the hell? What's up, buddy? Why are you doing so much cool stuff? Stop doing so much cool stuff. Give us a little bit. Leave a little bit for the rest of us. <laughs> hey, it's it's fun to do cool stuff, but I, I feel very uncool right now as I'm the only one here that doesn't have a hat on backwards. I feel a little left out. What year yeah, were you well, born? 1990. Yeah, this is for 80s babies only. So. 80s babies, uh, yeah, this is the 80s that, Griffey type of thing. You have a great beard. Is? Yeah, you got nice hair and stuff like that. Mine yeah, that's, is that, out that's of necessity. Uh, I don't want to cover this up. That's that is very true. Yeah, mine's out of necessity. Like, well, no, you know what? As it grows longer, it's not as like uh receding or whatever it is. So I just do that for comfort. Uh Eric Cross, so you can hear over at Fan Tracks writing all the great articles, doing all the stuff. Uh hopefully, Cross, am I gonna see you in a couple months? Are you gonna come out here? Absolutely, my friend. Oh, I wouldn't baby. miss it. There's no I'm never gonna turn down an opportunity to go out to Arizona, see some prospects, and of course, my good buddy. Me, me, not yeah. Bogman, not Bogman, yeah. me, because Bogman's well, Bog, not yeah. here anymore. Yeah, yeah you're, no, you're, you're, you're in like Texas or something, right? I'm in Texas, I'm in Texas, so I, I can't, uh, you know, I, I'm, I may come out in November, we'll see. Yeah, I would like will. that, that would be good. I uh, I just did a hit on CBS, and I was telling our story, Cross, about where it was like, it was you, me, Clegg, Blessing, Eno, bop, 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 and we were on the backfields of the Rangers, and it, we, it was referenced to... Uh, Kumar or to well, it was about Kumar Rocker, but it was where I think it was blessing, and he's like, turn around. And Jack <laughs> yep. Lighter and Al Lighter like standing there, chopping it up, talking as we're seeing, you know, what was it, Mazzucato and Kaderna pitch for the Royals. And it's just one of those wild experiences that we have. So I'm looking forward to being able to do that again with you. As am I. It's always fun getting out there, getting to getting all the games, seeing everybody again, just, just talking and watching baseball. Can't beat that, right? Yeah, coming up in about, I think I saw you put about two weeks, you are going to have your updated Dynasty list. I just put my most recent one out pre-All-Star game. I'm going to have one about the same time. I do one every month. You, I think, are on the relatively same trajectory of it. And you're going to have a brand new Dynasty list. We are going to be, over this next hour, going through, I've got some debates, we've got some questions a game that Bogman and I played and we will turn them into dynasty value. And then we have got questions. We are going to be answering from our listeners for dynasty. And the first thing I'm just wondering is how much turnover are you feeling on this upcoming dynasty list? I know you're, you know, you're probably working at it. You still got two weeks on it, but this is like a theoretical critical time of like, all right, here's a stopping point. You know, we've got a first half to process. We're looking at the second half. Do you have any anticipation of big moves that are going to happen in Dynasty that people should be pre-aware of, whether it's high or low on any guys? This is just an open, random question. Yeah, I think you can to some degree. Like, I think this is the time of year where, you know, certain players, whether it's good or bad, whether they've been performing well or not so well, where it's like some, you got you hold on, like, all right, they're going to turn it around or oh, this can't continue. But I think this is the point in the year where you're like, all right, maybe 
this trend of how this particular player is performing could become the new norm, or maybe we shouldn't expect what we you know thought of them last year or even, you know, beginning of this year. So yeah, I've got some uh, more so on the younger players side. Obviously we have, we have less track record, less sample size with these guys. So I think someone I I'm getting ready to do some pretty, I, I don't know how, how big that could be like monumental or anything like that, but there will be some, uh, some pretty good, you know, players rising up and falling down this you're gonna get a tease you get a little tease you give us like a little name or two you don't have to give I, us any numbers this is but... what i want cross i want you to easy. take a victory lap on somebody I, I want you to say hey look i had this guy high in my oh. rankings and he's still there you can all suck it because no one believed me who was who's your victory lap guy who is that who's your suck it guy <laughs> my suck it guy well uh i could tell you who it's not it's not jared kelnick dude i gave you him. a chance to take a victory lap and you, you i know the i one know you don't like um, i was gonna do that next so you already beat me so there I, go. i'll say i'll go with one of the houston boys i've always been super high both yordan everyone's like oh the knees the knees the knees and i'm like look this guy's one one of the best pure hitters on the entire planet I've talked with many people, including Nick Savali, who does injury stuff for us at, here at Fantrax. He's like, dude, the knees are fine. Don't worry about the knees long term. And look, he's putting up a one of the best offensive seasons we have the last few years. So I'll, I'll go Jordan, and I've always been super high on Tucker. Went high on him pretty early, and now he's just proving to be that annual 30-30 caliber stud. Well, this is actually a pretty good transition. And Bogman, you can bring it back to Kelnick here in just a minute. Uh, how about we run this transition? This Again, we got... Couple different levels of guys I want to ask you about. This is a debate. And I talked about it after I did my most recent update from a redraft and from a dynasty standpoint. And boy, it's just in our face right now with what Julio Rodriguez just did in the home run derby. You really can see how smart and just how locked in and how not fooled by baseball he is. I have seen an uptick of people that really want to sell him in redraft. And I think that's an interesting concept that you could go out because, you know, he's been so good for so long into the season that to continue going, it's a, it's a pretty tall task for such a young guy without the track record. If you want to speculate on that side, but from a dynasty perspective, I mentioned, I went balls to the wall on Julio Rodriguez because of the questions that he's answered. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wait, wait, let me me explain something to you. I am not in this league. You're in this league. I'm the dude. (laughs) Man, you are one pathetic loser. (laughs) Player debate. Dynasty. Julio Rodriguez or Jordan Alvarez? Mm. it's it's j-rod i easy as much as, right yeah as as much <laughs> as i love and i'm one of the people that have been driving that jordan alvarez train for a while now i love the guy and you maybe you could say he's a better pure hitter but i don't know why anybody would want to sell rodriguez right now like this is not the time he's just continues to get better and better as the season goes on he had the slow start he's getting you know we know he was getting squeezed a little bit there but 
The power is continuing to t- trend up. The speed is not really slow. Okay, maybe a little bit slowed down, but he's on like a 45 steal pace anymore. But he's still, I think, third in the major leagues in steal. He's on pace for a 30 homer, 40 steal season. The average is up to, I think, it's like 275. It's over 300 over the last month. Yeah, man, I'm, I am I guess tweeted out uh, earlier today, or maybe it was yesterday. I can't remember at this point that I think there's a definitive top five in Dynasty right now. I just said that tier one, you got, so in, in no particular order, you got Soto, you got the two juniors, Ronald Acuna Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr. I still have him up there as well, even though he's injured a lot. Then you got Shohei Otani, and then you have J Rod. I think yeah. I think he I think he's put himself in there. That was the one thing reason why I kept holding on Witt Jr. just like a hair over J Rod. I thought he would have the speed advantage over Rodriguez, and since Rodriguez has shown, hey, I'm just gonna steal, and y'all just gonna deal with it. He's got to be top five now with that yeah. power, speed, everything. It's been the, one of the biggest like things that we've all been reckoning with. Uh, I'm actually surprised that you said I didn't realize we were on the same marker because you said all the names that are in my top five, and I have Julio at five, and we're lockstep. And I just wasn't sure if everyone is in there. And you know that's a large pill to swallow. And, and Boggs, you and I, over on the Tuesday So Much Fun Twitch episode, we were looking at predictions and our projections on the second half. And one of the interesting ones we were looking at the bat X was the low projected stolen base numbers. He's already at 21. He was projected the rest of the season. Oh, before, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna have cross give us his prediction. Before oh, that's bad well, X. But it, now that you know, bad X is nine. What, what would you say for the rest of the year? About 70 games left. Well, how many stolen bases? Bogman's saying, because once you answer that, we will tell you Bogman and I did the math on the rate of stolen bases he's had attempts and uh, success in the early half. I will tell you this, the number does not add up to the projections. So let's see what your second half projection is. And Bogman, you can tell him what the rate was based on how many stolen bases he got in the first half. Uh, I mean, so I do don't know cross? if I remember the exact oh, I remember. Number, I remember but, it then. But I remember Cross, it. What, what, what would you say for uh, his stolen bases rest of the season? I mean, nine does feel a tad low. But I don't think it's terribly low. Like I was looking at his last, you know, last 27 games, he has four. So we figured, extrapolate that out, that's about 12 over 81 games. Yeah, I think I was about to say about a dozen. I think that's fair. Finish, you know, 33, 34, 35 range. So yeah, I'll go like a 12 to 14 range. I think he's still going to run. He averaged this year three and a half games per stolen base attempt. Every three and a half games, he attempts a steal a tiny bit over every fourth game. He has a steal based on that number. He would have 20 attempts through the rest of the season. I think 20 or 21 and Bogman and I came to the realization 15, 15. If he continues his season long pace would be the number, which would put him at 36 stolen bases on the year. He was projected at uh, 10 more homers and that would make him a 30, 30 guy where projections are, no, I guess the homers were, no, the homers were 10. That makes him fall short. So he just fell short of the 30, 30, those stolen bases were there. But do you think Julio can be a 30, 30 guy in his first season? Do you think he hits that marker? I do. It's like I said, the, the speed, you know, obviously the speed is almost the shoe in at this point, right? Was he only needs nine more to get to 30. I think that's, I'd say that's like a 90 plus percent chance he gets there. And like I said, the power has gone up. He has eight home runs over the last 30 days in, in 27 games. So the power has ticked up. So I think that power projection is a little low. I think he can get about six per month here, five, six per month. That puts him up, you know, 15, 16, 17 rest of the way. Yeah, so I think he's going to be like 32 and 36, something like that, which is insane from a 21-year-old. But I think it's going to happen. Uh, I, I want to know about uh, because Boba Shet cross is, you know, he's not disciplined. His numbers are fine. You know, uh, 14 bombs, seven stall bases hitting 257, but he's not the first rounder we projected him. I think, and of course this is flawed. Just looking at the Yahoo 
um, number. They have him as 71, whereas preseason rank was eight. That's about where he was drafted. Uh, what do you think about Bo Bichette moving forward? Did How far did you dip him down in your dynasty ranks at all? Are we still confident in him? Is this just a bad first half run? What do we think about Bichette? He's kind of a tough one, don't you think, Cross? He's, I think he's a really tough one because of the amazing talent, the age, and what he did before versus the production this year. I hated dealing with him in dynasty right now and ranking yeah it he's a hard one i coming into the season he was top five for me i feel it was a fourth or fifth you know i've had the same top overall. three for a while yeah overall, overall. Yeah, 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 taught, yeah. it was soto acuna tatis and then he might have been four if not he was five i know that i think with with Bo, you know with him and vlad like we were at least me personally i was looking at the inflated numbers Vlad had last year in the two AAA parks um, or minor league parks, I should say in uh, TD ballpark down there in Tampa, uh, Dunedin, excuse me. And then Salem field in Buffalo where he just, you know, Vlad went bonkers, had like 21 home runs in 44 games. And we've seen that come back down to earth a little bit. Vlad's still very, very good, but not quite what he was last year. And I don't think we put enough stock into that for Bo and obviously Bo much different caliber player, much different style. Doesn't rely that much on power, but I think we've seen it. But the one thing that I'm really kind of concerned by is that, you know, the dip in average, the less lesser stolen base outplays not running as much as he did last year, which is very odd. Sprint speeds, 56 percentile, uh, which isn't great. You know, first three years in the league, he was you know 70th plus percentile. So, I think he's better than this. Maybe he's not quite as good as we saw last year, but I think there's a middle ground where he's probably, you know, 270 to 280, you know, around 25 home runs. I still think he can get up to, you know, 20 steals annually or at least 15, but that's still a top 20 player. He's he's down in the teens for me now. I think I had him 14 or 15 last update, but especially with all these guys like Devers and Otani's and Tuckers that are just dominating this year, plus the emergence of, Wit and J Rod, he had to he had to go down a few spots. You know, I find it really tough when you look at like a twenty four year old Bo Bichette versus a over thirty Aaron Judge. And I know that sounds weird. People be like, "What's tough about that?" Aaron Judge is the freak. Yeah, absolutely. But you are eating, you know, six years. You're eating six right. years on it. It's easier when Bo Bichette struggles. One of the things that really jumps out to me with Bichette because there's a lot of it and there's track record. Here's a stat for you. Not one time in his professional career that doesn't include this year, did he ever hit under 300 against lefties? Is it over 300 in each of his professional seasons versus lefties this season in 2022, he's hitting 203 against Ooh, lefties. Wow. We're talking 330, 360. I think another 360 career full seasons <laughs> against lefties 203 three against lefties needs that year. Eddie Rosario eye surgery get him some with of that. a 20 maybe, maybe a 25% K percentage against uh lefty as well a 77 WRC plus where he's just a little bit over versus righties he is made a living off of lefties and they are destroying him right now is it an uptick in maybe having difficulty with uh you know with change-ups I don't know it, it just it seems anomaly-ish in that you've been such a good long-term uh, hitter against lefties, and this year they've completely taken you apart. I know there was a team-wide slider struggle. I tend to give him the benefit of the doubt long, long-term. He had to come down. I also have him in the teens, but I'm going to avoid crashing him because of the, yeah. this is a sucky season. This is a sucky season. I think he's a great buy-low right now. I think Bo Bichette's a great buy-low for next year. Don't really help you a whole lot this year. That is one of those guys I would have wanted to buy low. And hell, dude, you could have got a discount on Juan Soto a month ago. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in this league. I love you. Ready to party. You still theoretically could. There's still people that are hating a little bit, but like the amount that it went down was pretty big. And Bo Bichette, I think that's more of an anomaly than anything. So just answering on my side here that um, he did go outside the top 10. I don't want to go too crazy, but I think he still belongs in that like Tucker and Wit and you know, bets and stuff like that. And if you want to prioritize some of those guys over him, I'm game win now, you know, if a 29 or 30 year old is more important for your next two or three years than having a few more years, do it, do it. And I'm game. Did I interrupt you, Boggs? Did you have something on that? Or no? no, no, that's good. I just wanted to hear the overall conversation about Bo Bichette from you guys that are uh, making your dynasty list. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, and it's not even like, it's not like the guys in front of him had to do anything great. It's just they stayed at that level, and Boba Shed hasn't, so he has to come down. Vladdy so struggled totally a little bit that. too. He struggled a little bit. All right, Cross, Byron Buxton. Where are you at on Byron mm. Buxton? Doesn't steal, doesn't hit for average, has a much higher woba than his batting average, which seems to have some positives in the future. He's still mashing home runs. We're actually recording this a little bit for the All Star break, and he's going to be starting. Maybe he'll hit a bomb. He loves to do that. But how do you treat the overall value? This was an early season for me because I get all hyper excited and, you know, seeing him early season succeed. I'm like, okay, we're justified. Let's go. Let's get in. How to drop him back down because of that batting average. But where does he go? Is he in the 20s? Is he in the 30s? Is he in the 40s? He doesn't steal. How do you treat Byron Buxton in Dynasty right now? Man, without question, he is the hardest player to rank right now even more so than like Mondesi. He's always been hard for me to rank as well. But Buxton, like you mentioned, the raw tools are so robust at that power. He has the speed, obviously. Look at look at his Savant page. It's just littered with red, even oh. sprint speed, 94th percentile. But as we know, that doesn't always correlate into steals. And he only has two this year in 304 plate appearances. You know, And he's really never had a big, outside of his 29 steal season, which was now a half decade ago, you know, last year he had nine and 61 games, then two and 39. So that's 11 over 100 combined games in 2020 and 2021. And then, then two this year, he's not really showing that he wants to steal for whatever reason. I'm not sure. Maybe he's worried about getting hurt. I don't know. I'm, I'm not quite sure what's going into his mentality right now. But he's one where he could be top 25. And I think most of us have had him there at least one point or another. And one of his, you know, one of the peaks. But um Will he be top 25 in your update? No, no, he absolutely will not. He's probably in the, I don't know, 45 to 50 range at this point, just because the average, like you said, 216 right now. And look at his career. We're now over 2,000 plate appearances into his career. He's a 244 career hitter. And it's been up and now. Yeah, he hit 306 last year. He's also had years. He's at 156, 225. It says, I don't think we can really, I think last year, was an anomaly. It was only 61 games as well. And that's the thing. He's played over 100 games once. This year, he probably gets over 100 games. But who knows? It's just so much risk. Yeah, the, the reward is potentially first-round caliber, but we've only seen that in very small glimpses here and there. So for that type of guy, I can't put him top 25 when it's that much inconsistency. If he showed it a little more frequently, yeah, maybe, but. Bugs, we should do some debates. Let's do some who'd you rather. Yeah, well, I I wanted to say, who's the worst player you can think of right now that you would trade 
uh, Buxton straight up four. Like you're going down your list. You're, okay, maybe this guy has some potential. If it came down to it, I actually do like him a lot, and I would trade Buxton straight up for X. That is my question to you. That's Cross. a tough question. That is a good question. I, I'm I'm thinking this is more like a win now sure kind of scenario here. Yeah, someone maybe that. someone that's more out of it can take a you know take a chance on Buxton. Heck, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be totally upset with trading for Michael Harris right now. Oh, uh, see, no, but you know what? I don't I disagree like that. with that. I moved Michael Harris up. Uh, I mean, he's pretty been aggressively, pretty aggressively, and in the next update, he will be moving up even more. I think that's a fair general range. It's funny though that a win now team would take the younger guy. Would take yeah. the younger guy. Uh, I think if you are yeah i guess like if you had bucks in and you were selling to a win now and they would pay michael harris it's like a no-brainer so okay a couple real i'll quick. say i don't roster buxton i don't think i would do that trade uh, i i love michael harris but i'm worried about that you know that high strikeout rate that low walk rate you know the the a second half uh, adjustment potentially happening to michael harris i don't think i would do that trade but i like it's got to be in that that block yeah, he's definitely it's, it's not like i'm not voting against it i'm not vetoing it i understand it completely i don't think i i uh have the stones to do that one cross but i no. like it okay here's, how about here's, this? here's a question oh, for yeah, you how about this i saw another name down here when now you need some pout you need you know more consistency what are you doing for like a cj crone oh Ooh, man see that man the that's a good one there's no way i would but i think I that's totally fair again it. again i think that's fair I have a hard time doing it though. Like right. you get CJ Crone out of Colorado. Now is he just like middle of, is he Christian Walker? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah. That, okay. That's so here, here's some hard about him. Yeah. Buxton yeah. or Jeremy Pena. Like the dynasty, right? Dynasty. Yeah. Still Buxton. Okay. Okay. We agree on that one. I didn't think we were going to agree. Buxton or Cedric Mullins. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the biggest Mullins guy either. I'll lean Buxton on that one too. All right, this is one I was actually going to say, and it, it'll be interesting in redraft. Buxton or Tommy Edmond. <laughs> Speaking it, of your win now move, you know, it, no one believes Edmond has that upside, but he keeps doing it. Right. So. It, I think redraft, I take Edmond. Dynasty, I'd say I take Buxton. Okay. Um, I don't know if we're going to get to all of these. I do want to do one or two of these pitcher ones, but let's do this real quick. We played this game, Bogman and I did over at twitch.tv slash in this league Tuesday's edition of the fantasy predictor. It's a brand new thing that I created. There's a video side to it. I'm going to play the video, but I will commentate what it says. So Eric, are you ready to play this game of who am I? I am ready. Okay. And I definitely want your take on some of the art that you're going to see on this. So let me, <laughs> it's probably better than this. mine. <laughs> you're going to love it. You're going to love it on who am I video file. All right, here we go. You're going to have to forgive me for a second. I'm going to mute it. Okay. So I'm going to turn it way down. So you, I, I've, I've uh, shadowed the guy out completely and I put a little happy face on him. You see his little happy face. This is great. I, I don't right. know one, one, one eyebrow is like a lot bigger than you the caught other. the eyebrow. Yeah, yeah. No, he was, he was doing the, the rock eyebrow. Oh, the Bogman rock. Thing. Okay. This is okay. Dwayne Johnson, by the way. Didn't this, catch is that. Like, this is yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Yes. All right. So I'm going to read off the stats for you. A little music behind. I have a better average than Jose Ramirez. I have more stolen bases than Mookie Betts. I have one less homer than Alex Bregman. I have a better ISO than Luis Robert. And I'll give you the last hint here in a second if you want to take a guess. More stolen bases than Mookie, better average than Ramirez, better ISO than Luis Robert, and whatever the hell, hell else one I had. Oh, and one less homer than Alex Bregman. Who am I? I mean, I'm trying to think what, what Joe Ram's hitting this year. I mean, is it Michael Harris? <laughs> it's not. That's a, that, that's a solid a guess. Tab. I'm going to give you a hint. This is the last right. hint. I was an all-star. Oh my word! I I wouldn't have guessed 
Nope. Andres Jimenez. I actually meant to give you one more guess, but I didn't click deposit <laughs> time. I am Andres Jimenez, who has more a better average than Jose Ramirez, more stolen bases than Mookie, only one less homer than Alex Bregman. I have a better ISO than Luis Robert. I'm Andres Jimenez, and I want to know your dynasty take on Andres Jimenez and the year he's had. Now, it's a little inflated because I cherry-picked. That's the whole point of the game, but right. I also picked some pretty serious names. As much as I cherry-picked to make it fun, those are some serious names. A better ISO than Luis Robert, I, more stolen bases than Mookie, a better average than his teammate, and he was an all-star. And he's not considered elite in any fantasy spots. Andres Jimenez is immensely fascinating to me. What is his dynasty value in your eyes? Yeah, he's one that I've, I've started looking into a bit more recently because of the success he's had, obviously making the all-star team. He's still only 23 years old, which is pretty astonishing. I feel like he was, you know, 25 at this point. It feels like he's been around longer than he has, but you know, I feel that a lot of the the prospects shine wore off from you know his days being one of the top prospects in the Mets organization. But you look at the overall numbers and you know, nothing jumps out at you. But you look across the board, he's on he's on like a and he only has 284 plate appearances. Like he doesn't have a full you know, I think most guys are like 350 or something like that. So He's really on like a 22, 23 homer, 15, 16 steal pace with about 90 RBI. And he's almost hitting 300 with a 357 OBP as well. So, yeah, maybe he's just one of those kind of underrated guys. He's in Cleveland, you know, not a lot of love there outside of Joe Ram. Doesn't have the gaudy numbers. Doesn't have the huge, you know, exit velos, all those, those sexy stats, so to speak, that people love to look at. But he's just very good across the board. So I think he should start getting some uh, – uh, maybe some top 100 love, or at least in that conversation. Yeah, I had him a little bit too low, I think, in my last one. As feel well. a little bit better because I, did, I, I did didn't too. get it either. Cross, so uh, it <laughs> makes me feel a little bit better. So That's looks like need some valve tracks, maybe a little bit. Andres yeah, ah, you're so mean. You're bit. so mean to Andres Jimenez. I, I think I think I had him outside the top 200 in the last one. You do have to admit, like it's not gaudy, gaudy stats, but it is pretty close to 2020. He's in the general range yeah. of getting to that 2020, and if that power keeps going, is like I said, it's a young guy who doesn't even have like a full slate again. I think it's a thing where he will easily, on my next update, be a top 150 player based on yeah. age, based on productions. I don't even think it's a question. And then it, what's fascinating about Dynasty is you're starting to be like, all right, well, him or this like really cool usable usable prospect. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, fellas, here's how it works. $15 for it. In this league. What's this? In this league. If you have to ask, big man, you can't afford it. $4. Dynasty questions from all of our friendos over at InThisLeague.com on the Patreon. And still no voicemails, I tell everybody. I haven't seen any coming in. Maybe we need a little influx. Maybe we need our boy, a uh, one-time boom king or Jack to drop us a, uh, a voicemail song to get everybody going for the second half. But we do have your questions. This was an exclusive post over at in this where we are, I mean, literally going to be answering your direct questions. So that's an extra cool thing. Uh, we did lose Bogman though, but it is myself and Eric cross, 
going full on dynasty cross. Are you ready to uh, do some burn style on these? We got a decent amount. Yeah, we are, we are bogless now, but uh, let's, let's do it, man. We are bogless. All right. Uh, first up, our, our buddy Beck has, I think this is two different questions. First up, how does Jackson Churia, there's going to be a lot of prospect stuff in here, but I also try to reiterate to people, this is full on dynasty. We don't have to just talk about prospects since Cross and I are here. How does Jackson Churio compare to the high school players at the top of the first year player class? That is probably a big question. Um, I'm going to be covering it later this week on prospect one. Obviously, Drew Jones, Tamar Johnson, Elijah Green. I've seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people, I think, hindsight 2020 being like Churio would be 1-1. I don't think so. Nope. I, I don't personally think he would be 1-1 as awesome as he is. I think he would be, I definitely think he would have gone in the top 10 picks. I think he might've been closer to Elijah green, but I would still probably put him Am I personal. I would put him after the big four. I would put him after drew, put him after, um, uh, just drew a complete blank. Uh, Tamar Johnson, Elijah green, Jackson holiday. And then I think that's where I would have Churio in there. Uh, what say you, do you think he's further down? Is he higher up? Where would Churio uh, slide as far as this first year player class goes. So are we, are we talking just the high school guys or are we talking just all, all of them at this point? I mean, he said high school, I would say first answer at high school, but okay. maybe you've got a college guy that's even higher than those high school. I am the big four high school. I'm pretty firm on that right now. No college bat jumping in, but maybe you're different, but let's start with the high school guys. Would he jump any of the big four? No, he, I think you can make a, a case for him in you know, around Jackson Holiday and Termar Johnson. I, agree with that. I think he's in that range. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Drew Jones and Elijah Green, they're, I think, in a tier by themselves for me. Obviously, you've seen the, you know, elite speed from Drew Jones and developing power, good feel for hit. Green has just the most insane raw tools, maybe in the last decade or so. Uh, obviously, some swing and miss concerns there, but did get corrected, well, at least to some degree second half of the spring so yeah it's those two for me i would if i had to slot him in he's probably behind holiday and johnson but in that definitely very very close to them uh, and then i think another guy in there for me uh the only other guy he's a college guy but i am a huge 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 chase to louder guy i don't know why he's not getting as much love as he is he's i, mean, I think it's the colton Kowser effect you know all small school he didn't play against you know the sec or anything like that when james madison in whatever conference that I don't even remember what conference they're in coastal athletic association or something like that. So I have, I have the louder up there as well. Is the louder the highest college bat you have? He is. Yeah. It's a uh, oh, college okay. bats. I go the louder cross and that's just awesome. There's a guy named cross, no relation, mm -hmm. obviously, but it just feels good to have cross in the top 10. Yeah, uh, louder cross, Barry Parada. Those are my top four. All right. Yeah. You and I differ pretty big. I think on the college guys, but I do agree um, I mean, you say Elijah Green, I say Tamar Johnson. Uh, he, I could see Jackson Trio being higher than Jackson Holiday, not higher than the top three. So that's kind yeah. of my top, and no yeah. other college guy goes there. That's a, it's a good question though. Yeah, I, th I think uh, we're pretty close on that. Yeah, yeah, I think we're we're in the relative range, just maybe a little bit of a switch. He also asked, are there prospects in your top 100 that you consider personal favorites or are more in uh wait uh you consider personal favorites or are more in on than the industry keeping in mind it's all relative everyone is in on corbin carroll for example <laughs> i hope, hope so but well well i mean it was fun for us <laughs> to be in way earlier right. but are there any that stick out as your guys you believe in um boy i will tell you i just want to it's an overarching thing i kind of feel like maybe that's changed a little bit over time i feel like when the space was a lot smaller we would find more players we would go out on a limb all of us would go out on a limb for i think mm -hmm. there's just so much scouting and there's so much turnover i think part of what makes it tougher as well and maybe this is just me the recency of everything and the burn and churn i think makes everybody i don't i don't want to say accountability because accountability is it gets such a lame statement sometimes and people get so ridiculous about it and it's, it's so annoying but like there is this level of accountability of being like, hey, this is my in guy. It's hard to do that when every single month we're like, well, this guy is no good anymore. These guys are good. And this is all that matters. And we're in on everybody. I feel like there's less of a connection that even all of us, I'm even saying to my own self, um, that there's less of a connection to our quote own players because everybody is wanting to burn and churn more. That yeah. process in my mind is a lot more about the long haul. When you have a player 
that is not performing at an insane level. And you just say, well, hey, listen, I still think the talent's really great where everybody else is just kind of completely moving off. That could be a Brennan Davis in someone's eyes. That's a Nick Gonzalez for me. Nick Gonzalez yeah. didn't perform well, got hurt, is still sitting out there. And I'll, I have not looked. I don't look at everybody's list. I don't know if anybody else has him in the top 25 or top 30. I'm going to still have him in that general range. And I think he's going to get demolished. That's kind of a me guy type of situation. So I kind of gave my philosophy of it cross. Do you have, and I mean, obviously if you have anything to, you know, uh, interject, reject, or agree with on what I just said, do it. And then are there any guys that you think are kind of more quote your guys that you're in on more than anybody else? Yeah. I think there's a few to come to mind, but you, you said it very well where, it's it's hard to be you know the guy on anybody anymore, especially with all the all the rankers we have out there these days, all the very smart minds, smart prospect evaluators we have out there. But you know when I look at it, I, obviously I've always been pretty high in Zach Veen. I think I was the first one to really. I never want to say I was the first, but one of the first. You were crazy. Of, you were like crazy high on him. I got to. He was so impressive in the futures game. Like I was so yeah. impressed just rewatching him back in person and seeing how the stolen bases are going. Like I don't know. I, I think that I don't know how high you have him, but you were definitely always the high guy. I have him eighteen right at this current point in time. Uh, yeah, that's I, a bit higher than I, me. another another one, but it's similar. I got, these are all top twenty guys. I think I was pretty early to push Espino as high uh, as, as I did. I've always been a big Joey Weimer guy, obviously the, you know, the mythical or the legend of Joey Weimer from last, last year's, you know, AFL showing. Uh, I, I love Joey Weimer. Yeah. There's a lot of issues there, but um, I don't know a couple of the guys. You know, I've been very high on Colton Cowser. I've heard a lot of good things uh, about him from people that have seen him live, you know, in Orioles camp and whatnot. So he's another one that I've probably been a bit higher than most on. And you know another yeah, one I've yeah yes, that's that's pretty Cole Henry uh, I think Cole Henry is a guy that I've uh, pushed higher than than most have and you know unfortunately I was trying to see him earlier this year he didn't pitch in the series for whatever reason but I think I was you know pretty aggressive moving him in top 100 pretty early too. Yeah, I think just gone are the days of like the, you know, back when the fun we're all having now with me with Asturi and Nick Prado. And it was like, those are my guys. And it was four <laughs> years ago. Just goner is kind of that. But I don't know if you look at it from this year, I'd say Nick is one of those guys. There's no lap there because he hasn't really been fantastic. Um, I've been really high on Taj Bradley a lot this year. Mm. Maybe that's one of those guys. Kevin O'Contra, I think, was one I, of those. I love in, them, yeah. Yeah, one of those in-ish type of guys. I made a crazy aggressive move on Ricky Tideman and Mason Wynn. Those are guys from this year, you know, but like previous years, you know, when we have our little victory laps, like I was the biggest on Jordan Walker coming out of the draft and Jordan Walker ended up becoming a superstar, but now he's, you know, not in that range where we can say it's in yeah. guys. I, I, I got a question for you. Starting to get, get off topic here. I'll go real quick. Yeah. Who is the first, you know, you obviously you've been doing this, this prospect game for a while, rankings for a while. Do you remember like the first prospect, the first, your guy, like the first guy, like whatever, how many years ago you're like, ah, oh, that's my dude. Like who, you know who that was for you? Okay. So there's a couple here. Uh, I remember the first in published rankings and it was Raphael Devers. And that was the first one that like, I'm on a podcast talking, doing stuff that I remember being like, oh, this is one of the things because De Dever, and this was like early Dever years, like not like, you know, as he comes to the majors, this is like early Dever minor years. And I love Dever so much, just physically, athletically, how he hit, but I love the way he would get to a level, struggle, dominate, move to another level, do good, struggle, then dominate. And that was one where I got pushback because I had crazy, crazy high on him. Uh, but I do have a couple other memories of like pre posting anything and uh, Paul Goldschmidt, Anthony Rizzo. Those were probably like old school, original ones in the minors. I was really, really high on Rizzo, really, really high in Goldie. Those are the ones that kind of, I don't know, jumped to mind. What about you? The first one, uh, this is way, way before I was doing rankings, writing, or even thinking about writing. I remember the first prospect where I was just like, you know, when my mind graduated from just like Red Sox prospects to like all of baseball, um, I forget what year this was, but I was a huge Delmon Young guy. I loved Delmon mm. Young. I thought he was going to be the next stud. And obviously, 
performance wise. Obviously, he was a bit of a head case as well, yeah. throwing the bat, throwing the bat at the ump. But yeah, I think Delmon Young's name I always go back to, where I was like, all right, this dude is gonna be a stud, and just didn't pan out. But we've man. talked about it a whole bunch in one of our dynasty leagues. Bogman and I did. I had we would do these five round first year players, and the one of those drafts he took Bubba Starling in the first round, Ooh, and I was Bubba pissed. Starling. And I yep. was like, damn. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to take this other guy that I wanted in the second and I love. And his name was George Springer. And then I followed the f- next round with Javier Baez. And Bogman's always stated, he's like, that's the first year where he was like, well, crap, Welsh is moving past <laughs> me. Because he was a big prospect guy. He loved watching prospects. Uh, those are actually kind of fun to relive. All right, next question. Grant, any starting pitching prospects outside the top 200 range that can make a big jump, have legitimate ace upside if they continue to perform through the minors? Tink Hintz comes to mind. Anyone else? Yeah, I, I just want to give a little marker. And I think James Anderson has said this a lot in a really good way. He's succinctly said it. Like the guys, when you say outside of the top 200, that could be an ace. We're probably going to have those guys inside our top 200. So they're right. probably not going to be out. <laughs> so guys that are outside of our 200, I don't want to say they're not going to be aces, but we're probably not in that general range. But I've got Tink Hintz in there. So absolutely. I'd say guys, I have in my general range. I'll just throw out. Uh, Joey Cantillo with the Guardians is starting to go again and pitching really, really well. Really smart pitcher was with the Padres. He's healthy again, and uh, he's got a barely over two ERA this season. Strikeout 83 in 53 innings, so just a little one over whip. Uh, just a big, smart, uh, spinny lefty with the Guardians. He's just one of those guys out like near the top 200 range I have. But yeah, I mean, I got Tink in there. And then, you know, me going further, again, I'd be careful about Ace. But, um, I mean, I, I think I just have some guys that are going to actually be lower the more I'm looking at it. Like Mason Black probably is in some top 200s. Michael McGreevy might be in there. Mm. Um, I just think we personally probably have to dig inside of our top 200s. But Tink was a good name. What say you, Cross? Yeah, no, Tink's a great name. Uh, so, yeah. Ace, I don't like to throw on that term too much. I don't think any of these guys in this range are ace material. But, you know, some guys that I think are, you know, maybe in this general range that I'll, I'll say have just big, you know, rise potential up rankings. I know you'll like this one. Bryce Miller, I think, is a guy that fits that mold. Oh, yeah, I, I got him way high, yeah. Yeah, Joey Estes, I think he's a little bit of a down year, but I think Joey Estes could. I think he's got the stuff to be a big riser. You know, Ben Kaderna, I think, has the stuff to be a big riser. Obviously, you know, Tink Hens there. Uh, Andrew Abbott with Cincinnati, I think, is already risen. I think he can rise even more. Jared Jones has some solid upside there as well. Ooh, I like that you said him, and no one talks yeah. about him. I like Jared Jones, too. I yeah. do. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Not what you did, son, that angers me, son. It's who you did it to. Who? Nobody. Nobody. Uh, I wanted to give you this because you just mentioned his name. That's so funny. I had not, ta- I wasn't probably talking about this on prospect one. Let me see if I can find it. But um, I love that he does this. My buddy, Dennis Sidler, he had a massive, massive signing over all-star weekend of just a crazy amount of guys. 
and it was like 10 players in one. And I just don't think I'm seeing this. And one thing he'll always do, and I love that he does is he'll ask these guys like, you know, Hey, um, you know, who's the toughest pitcher you pitched against. And one of the players and dang it, I'm just not seeing who it is, but they said Taylor Dollard. Dollard was the toughest pitcher that that guy had faced in the minor leagues. And for the life of me, I cannot find who he said actually <laughs> said that. And if I do, I will update it. So make sure you're listening to Prospect One or this show. And if I come across it, which I can continue scrolling and wasting time, and it's just not going to happen. Apparently, I'm not going to find it. But someone did mark him. So that's a that's a good one. All right. Uh, Daniel says, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Grant had one more. Uh, he said, Tovar win Gunner Solace. Who's got the most upside of the breakout shortstop this season? Trio is excluded. So let's not go Solace. Let's go, I guess, rank Gunner win Tovar. And I'm going to preemptively actually tell you this is Gunner Tovar win, I think, in almost all circles, right? Yeah, th- that's how I have them ranked. I think if you're talking strictly on like ceiling, I think you could, you could at least make an argument for Tovar. But yeah, I, I do have a, a Gunners in my semi my top five now. Kind of spoiler there. Tovar, I have I think around like nine or ten, and then Win is rising quick, but he's more like the forty to fifty range. So yeah, it's I think it's Gunner Tovar Win. Uh, Daniel, or nope, I keep doing that. Uh, the Mayor of Saint Charles says Seo Suzuki and Hassan Kim, um, and well, he was talking about a couple other guys. Do you still have any long term confidence in Suzuki and Kim despite injuries and playing time concerns? So I feel like this is a little bit more of a Suzuki question. Uh, what do you yeah. think? Are you still it, in on Suzuki? I am to a degree. I think when I look at, you know, players coming over from overseas, like, you know, Kim and Suzuki, you know, looking to see like the approach is really the first thing I look at, see like, all right, how can they work the count? How can they, you know, keep their strikeouts in check? And he was always a guy that had a lot of walk. The strikeout, the walk rate was always very, very good. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.